0: Hey, this is the first episode of Talking Tosh. I'm here with the hostess of Talking the The toshiest. <laughs> The toshiest. Sandy Marshall knows some stuff about well-being, and you want well-being, I think, and I want and if you don't want well-being, why not? I want well-being. And we've come across an amazing diagram thanks to psychology today, thanks to Debbie Hampton. So Debbie Hampton, mwah. if you're not following Debbie Hampton on LinkedIn, <clears throat> her curation of resources is nothing short of outstanding, and her story is heartbreakingly wonderful, mm, as you can have absolutely. the same same thing. So we've got this diagram, which I'll, I'll pop on screen for you to see it as well, which has got this discovery of all these signs that you can watch out for that somebody is moving into the realm of depression, which is such a, I mean, it's vast, isn't it? It's crippling. It number is of people. vast. Um, and we've got 80 specific domains, 64 relating to symptom reduction, which we're not going to touch today at all, 16 functional improvements. I thought we'd take a real positive frame for this first Wellbeing Wednesday. So Talking Tosh on Wellbeing Wednesday. It's not too complex, is it? Nope. Recorded on Motivational Monday. Sounds good. It does, doesn't it? Like the dogs in the background. This is real, folks. Uh, so these are, this is the black dog of depression. And we're going to go for it. So, first of all, we've got four groups complex functioning, professional functioning, social functioning, elementary functioning. I don't get any of those. Right. So, we're going to go for the real stuff. Yep. Complex functioning, first of all, if you can improve somebody's sense of personal achievement, mm-hmm. boom, it's a step in the right direction. So, talk to us about personal achievement.
1: Absolutely. It, it's the ability to do what you need to do on a day-to-day basis, whether it be chores, um, whether it be looking after the household finances, um, and your ability to cope with day-to-day life events. Um, And that's basically what complex functioning is. Um, You can break that down, um, as I say, into the the different categories. Um, For example, I've struggled recently with being able to complete certain chores um, there's a load of stuff that I needed to do at the house. Um, and it was getting on top of me to a point that I was worrying about it, that I was in a vicious circle, that I couldn't actually do anything about it. Had a long conversation with a friend of mine, um, made a list, and slowly but surely started to cross things off the list. And at first it was kind of like really, really difficult. It was like that Thunderbirds moment, you mm-hmm. build yourself up to do that one thing. But then as I'd sort of crossed the first couple of things off of the list, it actually became a lot easier to do. Um, And by the end of this weekend, I completed 99% of the tasks that I'd set myself. Um, And instantly, my mood lifts. Um, and, And that's, it's not overly complicated. It doesn't have to be. Um, full of long words and they talk complex functioning just simply make a list set yourself a target a doable target not a target where you know deep down that you're not going to achieve that target and then just go for it and if you don't achieve that target that day then you're not washed up you just try again the following day it's not the end of the world is it? no, if the bed doesn't get made it doesn't get made that maybe tomorrow morning think, do you know what, when I get up, I'm going to make the bed before I do anything else. Right. Small steps.
0: Brian, Tracy talks about eat the frog. You go, what? Yep. You go, if you get the worst task done and out of the way, yep. I say this as a complete professional hypocrite. Yeah, I know <laughs> what I should do. But I love the fact that it's list. So as soon as we take that mental turmoil and put it on paper, or however you want to do your list, Trello and that sort of stuff, as soon as you've done that, you've taken it out of there, you're not Absolutely. using that psychological space, you're putting it there, and then bite-sized chunks, blah, blah, blah,
1: And sometimes just simply starting a task that you know when you've started it, you have to finish it. For example, yesterday I cleaned my oven. Right. So <laughs> can't,
0: can't half do that, can
1: th- you? <laughs> you? Do you know that is one of the worst things? I hate cleaning my oven. But as soon as I grab that bottle of spray and I spray the oven... I know I've got to leave it a few hours, possibly even overnight. But yes, I know plan that. that I have to complete that task; otherwise, we're not using the oven until I have. So, just the easy bit of spraying the oven, get that done. Get, get the momentum going. Yeah, and then I know I have to do that. Actually, and I have this isn't to finish some that
0: cunning job. ploy to eat takeout for a week, is no, it? No, absolutely no. not. Right. Right. Okay. So, we've got personal achievement, we're going to come back to that. You talked about Thunderbirds moment, and I wonder if we're thinking the same thing. Let's leap to that straight away. What's the Thunderbirds moment?
1: Dun, dun, dun. Yep, yeah, the, the, the whole music, the dum, dum, dum. I can't remember the tune now. It's dun, gone. Dun, dun,
0: dun, 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 dun. That's it. And you just kind of build yourself up
1: with that lovely background <laughs> and to, to actually doing that, like getting up off the sofa. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to get up, I'm going to do this. Excellent. Yeah, it, uh, it is we, we're available
0: for children's parties and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> I, I do the Thunderbirds theme tune, and Sandy talks tosh. <laughs> now, that's interesting, because I shared that with you, mm-hmm. and I was thinking of something. I was thinking of Mel Robbins. So do you remember the countdown with Thunderbirds? Five, bam, yep. four, bam, yep. three, bam, bam, Thunderbirds are go. And mm-hmm. uh, she, she's faced the demons of, if we can call it that, of depression. And they had an amazing restaurant business. If you've not checked out Mel Robbins yet on YouTube, go. She's amazing. Not allowed to say amazing anymore now. We've okay. used, used the, the stock of amazing. Um, fantastic restaurant business. So good that the family and friends decided in to invest in expanding the business. So they opened more restaurants just before I think it was the 2007 crash. Boom. And they lost everything. And they didn't lose everything. They lost everything plus Mm. money of friends and family it's just like she could not get out of bed in the morning and she's watching some NASA launch five four three two one and that was that the switch went on she Mm -hmm. said five four three two one get out of bed five four three two one make the kids sandwiches five four three two one get them on the bus Mm -hmm. just those tiny little actions so I call that Thunderbirds moment as well we got the other thing we were talking about Thunderbirds is how you protect yourself from negative things but we'll save that for another well-being Mm -hmm. wednesday
1: can i just add though none of this the things that we're talking about we're not talking about a cure no we're just talking about a way to manage how you're feeling and to hopefully stop it spiraling down into something worse
0: yes because it could be there's a chemical thing that needs to be Mm -hmm. addressed a social thing Mm -hmm. all sorts of drivers i mean you're going to love this diagram uh, cope with administrative and financial issues. And when you get to a certain level of business, you can outsource everything except excellence. I'm a creative. I love to write. You know, some people watching this go, I hate writing. I hate being in front of camera. I love it. Do my accounts. I'd rather go to the dentist, and I don't like going to the dentist. Sorry for my excellent dentist there, but I don't like that kind of thing. And you rightly said, you know, this is for everybody. This is not for people who can afford to go and get... A personal assistant, a personal mm-hmm. accountant, mm-hmm. Uh, financial advisor.
1: Yeah.
0: So what's the sensible Some, sometimes entry point?
1: Friends and family. Just having somebody else to go through it with you can help that burden. Um, I'm incredibly lucky. My cousin is a, a financial advisor. Um, shout, and up, shout out, Lisa Holton, financial advice. She um, and she looks after my accounts, and she sort of like keeps tabs on things for me which is fantastic I appreciate everybody has isn't as lucky to be in that situation um, but when I was younger when I was growing up my mum she's just good with numbers Yeah. so she would help me sort of balance my bank account just just basic things because numbers is something that I just don't have time for and numbers for me is one of my frogs Right. and I get up every morning and think I must actually do that I must do that and it just bugs me it just gets in my head because i know so being able to actually talk to people and say lisa can you sort this out or mum this doesn't make sense it just leaves that relieves that burden takes that pressure off um it's not always that people can do it for you um but they can be there as sort of a safety net just to to guide you through it and, and to make it that much more
0: fun yes we were talking off camera about that, about sort of making this a tribal thing, a family thing. I'm, I would be embarrassed for my family to see my finances because it's as chaotic as most of the other stuff I organise or don't organise in my life. And yet you're saying it's something that could bring cohesiveness and build the relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah you have to You have to be sure of the person that you're confiding in. Um, I don't think my cousin would ever judge me um, if I've overspent, I'm overdrawn. My mum judged me all the time. You've spent too much money, you can't do that. Um, so it has to be somebody you're comfortable confiding in. But once you, you've, you've taken that, that step, then having that company, that advice, and that person that is close enough to you to accept you for who you are and not judge you and just mm. help you. I'm here to help, not to judge. Yeah, absolutely, yep. and, and that's invaluable. And it, it, just can relieve part of that burden um, and people that haven't got don't feel that they can confide in friends and families there's so many dot com dot org yes organizations out there um debt advice where you can get free advice um and it's not just free advice oh you should do this you should do that they will help you um send you forms send you paperwork if you have problems um some people with things like dyslexia have problems with forms there's always people out there but it's just looking in the right place to find that support
0: cool we're going to take a commercial break when i shoot two of the neighbours' dogs (laughs) in the best interest we'll be back after the break this is the commercial break (laughs) Here on Talking Tosh, we don't want to waste your time. So we're looking for golden nuggets of truth. And we're back. Right. Ability to cope with life event is another part of the complex functioning. So what are your coping strategies for dealing with life's little ups and downs and oops and downs? Because you've had a few challenges recently. One or two.
1: I think my basic strategy... Works for me. It's just one day at a time.
0: Sweet Jesus.
1: Absolutely. It's My aunt always says, you can't worry about what hasn't happened yet. So I tend to try and and live by that, that. I'm sat here today, I have no immediate worries. There could be some worries about tomorrow, further down the line. But as I sit here now with you doing this, there is nothing that I can do to influence that. So set that to one side and I will deal with that when I know that I've definitely got something to worry about. I did shoot the dogs. (laughs) We might have to worry about that later. Um, But yeah, for me, that's what works. And I have to say, a lot of the things that we're talking about today, with things like that, people will need to find their own way, their own coping strategies. I can't do it.
0: I know I shouldn't say can't like that. Like Fritz Paul says, don't say can't, say won't. I can't switch the head off when, it, when the monkey in my back's going Can you, seriously? Yes Wow
1: Because sometimes I think for me it's a case of having to
0: mm.
1: I'm lucky in that I've got quite a lot of distractions um, We were talking earlier on about when my husband was in hospital Yep. Um, I was able to switch off a lot of the time because I knew he was safe I knew he was being looked being after, after. Yep. and there was nothing that I could do um, I was very worried when he came home, because then the responsibility is on me, but again I could only do what I could do, and I knew what I had to do, I'd already planned in my mind, I knew what I had to do, I need to go through his medication with him, I need to make sure he rests, I need to make sure he doesn't lift anything heavier than a kettle, so there's all those kinds of practical things, um, the doctors had said to him try sleeping with an extra pillow, went out, got another pillow. So. I can't worry about what may or may not happen, I just have to worry about what I can do to prevent it, do what I can do to prevent it, and then just wait and see.
0: So we're talking about here a a sequence you've planned in terms Mm -hmm. of when he has the pills etc, you've got a structure and a system, sequence, structure, system, and that in a sense you're outsourcing that worry to, no, I've got a system, I've got a structure in yes. place there. Yeah.
1: yeah, because if there's one thing that I've learned over the years, again, I have three children, I had a full-time job, married, looking after the house, all those kinds of things that people do day in, day out. But sometimes it felt like my head was just full up yeah. and then I would feel like I was forgetting things and then letting people down and letting myself down. And, and that was really hard. So I'd do what works for me not to keep my head full up. Lists work for me. Yeah. Um, planning out, um, I've got the AM and PM pillboxes now for Steve because I know that once a week when I've done that, then I can put that to bed and I don't have to think about it until we get getting towards the end and then they have to be refilled. So it, it's kind of taking things out of my brain and putting them somewhere where they're organized and I know that I can go back to them and yeah.
0: One of the guys I'm going to recommend that all of you check out, particularly on audio, he's really nice to listen to, is a not the comedian, but the same name, Dave Allen, who wrote an amazing book called Getting Things Done, Get Things Done, I think it is, maybe Getting Things Done, you'll find it. And he talks about put it in front of the door, mm. his memory strategy, mm-hmm. he says, if you're a zombie like me first thing in the morning, and you've got to take your briefcase, You put it in front of the front door, Mm. you put it in the system, so you don't even have to think about it. You trip over the briefcase, your door hits, your head hits the door, you remember what you wanted the briefcase Mm. for. He doesn't say that, I exaggerated that bit. But you've you've done that, you've created a habit pathway, the AM, the PM pillboxes, you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Sick leave, ooh. So we're moving on to professional functioning now, the things that you can improve. Sick leave, loss of job or stopping studies. Wow, this is COVID, isn't it? Yeah. Professional responsibilities. What strategies would you have for that? Let's go for the elephant in the room. People have lost their jobs through COVID.
1: Yeah, and and I think the hardest thing to do is to get up there and get out there and start looking for something else, especially in the current climate. Um, and I think also there's quite a bit of self-blame. Why was it me that was made redundant yeah. and perhaps not one of my colleagues? Why did they choose me? Is it to do with my performance? I'm too old. Um, is it to do with my age? There's a hundred things that you can ask yourself. Probably.
0: It's gender, isn't it? All these horrible All those things. things that...
1: um, <laughs> and especially for kind of like... Male dominant characters. There's that whole kind of responsibility thing. My family are relying on me.
0: And my identity.
1: Absolutely. And what I do. And again, for me, it's about talking to other people. So many people at the moment are in that situation. Um, And you've only got to reach out on sort of LinkedIn and Facebook um, to find kindred souls that are in that situation. And with my family, um, again, I go back to my husband's illness. Um, it's been really hard on the family. Um, the loss of income, um, the, the, the pressure of him not being well. But we've pulled together, yeah. and it's a case of sometimes sitting down and just working out a plan. Again, getting it all out of here and, and planning what you're going to do. There was an interesting article on LinkedIn a few, quite a few weeks back now Um, a job was was advertised, um, over 150 applicants. Um, And the employer sat down and said, I'm actually going to reply directly to all the applicants. Right. Um, That's quite unusual, isn't it? It is. And I commented on that because I thought that was amazing. Even if it's just an email or a voice message to say, I'm sorry, you've been unsuccessful. Feedback. Yeah, it's. I think the workplace at the moment, or, or the, the ethos, is, is really hard in that so many people apply, but then they just hear nothing. So you're kind of left hanging. Personally, I would far rather somebody came to me and said, thanks, but no thanks. You didn't I kill the dogs. Should, I think we <laughs> should
0: pause for a minute, they got new dogs. <laughs> 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 we'll come back in that hiatus of calm to the fact that this, this person is it male or female? Female. Female. Is going to, not that, that should make any difference, but is going to personally give that feed-in to people, everybody who applies for the job.
1: Uh, rebellion Marketing, Laura.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of them. Mm.
1: Um, but she posted that she was going to reply to everybody. And there were a couple of people that were quite negative. Are well, you going to spend all your weekend on the computer replying to people that probably don't care? But it's not a waste of time. My daughter's 17 she When she left school she she applied for some sort of part time work round college and everything else and it really got her the number of places that she had to apply to. She walked in and applied she did it on on email she phoned, and the number of people that didn 't get back to her fact hardly any did and and she was distraught and it was her her sort of first foray into into proper work
0: not a good experience no, no. um
1: and I would love to go back to the days when we actually acknowledged each other because, okay, rebellion marketing, they're in a situation, luckily enough, they're taking somebody on. Um, it may not be long before the boot's on the other foot and they're looking for work. Yes. And to have that, to, to just be ignored when you're putting yourself out there.
0: Reciprocity, isn't it? Yeah,
1: and, and it's horrible and it's a horrible feeling.
0: You're allowed to go tosh if I use a word that we shouldn't be using. Okay. Cooking tosh. Reciprocity. I had to rehearse that one practice then
1: yes tosh too long anything more than three syllables with
0: self social functioning self-exclusion that's a big one for guys and run off to their cave if you know that story mm-hmm. family life interpersonal relationships social exclusion oh social isolation and communicating feelings so to be clear about these these are all factors that can adversely affect somebody's mental well-being We're having a really good day today. We've had aircraft, we've had dogs, now we've got the the Rosas, they're after me. (laughs) I was innocent, Your (laughs) honor they all say that? It's all exciting. Hopefully the close microphones will pick up the important gems that drip from your wisdom. So let's let's talk about the whole social function, exclusion. Let's play with those words exclusion, isolation, and not being able to communicate our feelings. Guys, and I know it's gender. It's
1: not all gender. I know what I'm l- saying
0: is, is gender yeah. simplification. Yes. You know, some guys can talk, but it's, most of us don't.
1: But in my experience working with bus drivers, a lot of guys do talk, um, but they're not fluffy about it. Uh, no and fluff. No fluff. And no tosh. People will come and sit with me, and I'd say, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. And you can just tell... Actually, you're not fine. Do you want to tell me? Um, well, Sandy, it's a load of bollocks, really. It's just like, it's this, it's that, it's the other. You might have to edit that, I'm sorry. But when you get people talking in an environment that they feel relaxed, safe, and safe, permission to not being judged, tell the truth. I'm, I'm not a counsellor, I'm not a psychologist, but I can listen. Sometimes I can point people in the right direction with regards to practical advice. Um, I can certainly, at the time I was in a position where I could um, alter their work life to a certain so extent. So you could
0: make a professional functioning difference then? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Maybe change a shift pattern to, to enable them to attend hospital visiting hours or a dependence medication, d- d- whatever it is. There's ways that can be suggested that can just alleviate that pressure. Um, and again, sometimes just having a conversation. and I know it's really hard for anybody, especially male men.
0: Male men? Male men. Not female men.
1: As opposed, not postmen.
0: Postmen. Postmen.
1: Yeah. But male men. It's really difficult to say, actually, I feel really vulnerable right now. I
0: was a bit slow, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah, you were.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel vulnerable right now. But there's other ways of conveying a vulnerability. I'm going to need a hand with this. It, it doesn't have to be all soft and fluffy and those sort of touchy-feely words that make you feel weak actually being able to stand up and say i can't do this i need some help is a huge strength it's massive isn't it it is yeah. it is um asking and, for direction.
0: people are willing to do it aren't they we've, we've yeah. got someone in our network who has no idea at this point just how much concern and actions going on in the background to try and give him a new job. Yeah. Nobody, anything to him directly, it's not the right time. Mm. But there's such love and willingness mm. to support a valued member of our network.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I heard, um, I saw on LinkedIn, um, a few people have posted and said, look, I don't normally do this, mm. but I am looking for work. Um, personally, I'm not in a position to be able to take somebody on and as much as I would love to, but I'm more than happy to share because somebody out there on my part of the network might know somebody or have an idea. Um, And it's that whole thing about feeling supported. And if you're not on LinkedIn, um, then majority of people these days do Facebook or some kind of of social networking. And there is absolutely no shame in just putting something out there and saying, anybody got any ideas? Uh,
0: There is space there for truth, isn't there?
1: Mm.
0: You know, we, we've had a few environmental challenges today recording this video and I was uncomfortable about inviting Sandy to the garden to record this because I'm a bit embarrassed about it. I haven't mown the lawn, stuff like that. That's the truth. You know, on Facebook I'm having a wonderful life and everything is going. You can, you can tell the truth as well, you yeah, know, bleach the toilet, all the sort of things. It's the real truth. That's not exciting Facebook, I bleached the loo for you this morning. <laughs> <laughs> But it is true.
1: It is true, yeah. Isn't it? You know, to, to, to,
0: to I'm vulnerable here. I need some help. Hmm. And my favourite article I ever wrote was I'm Broken, please don't fix me. hmm Just that gift of listening yep. without trying to sort everything out. Yeah. Wonderful. Last one. We're gonna talk about elementary functioning, autonomy. Tosh. hmm What does that mean? Uh, self care, coping with daily tasks and get out of bed. So we talked about Mel Robbins, 54321, get out of bed, 54321, make the kids sandwiches, 54321, get them on the bus. What's autonomy? Self rule, it means. No. That, that's not, we're not going to do that, it's Tosh. No, it's all Tosh. Talking Tosh. Self care, coping with daily tasks. Yes,
1: self care. Co- that I can relate to. Um... And again, it's that five, four, three, two, one, or the Thunderbirds tune, whatever it is that works for you. Just make a start. Mm. Just make a start, and straight away, it sounds like I'm really oversimplifying it. But again, I can't stress enough: this isn't a cure. No, Th- this is just this is a strategy a to strategy keep you going to help you cope. Um, we all have down days. We all have my kids call them duvet days. Um, I like that and you should be allowed to have a duvet day if i wake up one morning um with recent things going on um with my husband and and everything else there has been times where i've just sat down on the sofa with a cup of tea and i've not wanted to do anything and i've learned to accept that actually when i feel like that it's okay um and i've just binged watched some rubbish on some television but in the back of my head i have a plan because tomorrow i'm going to get up and I'm going to sort that out. Duvet
0: day to day. Duvet
1: day to day. Allow day yourself day to day, that yeah. time to, to lick your wounds and feel sorry for yourself. And regenerate. And regenerate.
0: And reinvigorate. And if I may, Steve had a health scare, mm-hmm. and thankfully things are looking really good. Yep, much better now. My husband had a problem. With people's imaginations are beginning there. <laughs> but he had a giant horn coming out of his head.
1: No, he had a giant cardiac arrest. Yes. Um, and
0: the medics are fab. Yes, they are. In fact, somebody probably saved his life. Yes,
1: a chap called Paul Weller, um, one of his bosses luckily was there, performed CPR, kept him going until the paramedics got there. Um, But the past three weeks have been pretty rough. He came out of hospital, he was at home for a few days. He was very vulnerable um, to a point that it frightened me Mm. how almost frail he had become. Um, Then he took a turn for the worse last week and he was taken back into hospital, but he came home last night. And What's or yesterday afternoon, and yeah, it seems like he's really <laughs> turned a corner. Welcome home, welcome home. <laughs> it seems like he's turned a corner. He's he's still not well, um, he's got a long way to go. Um, but he's
0: got support, he's got a structure, yes, you've got a system,
1: mm-hmm. and together we'll get we'll get through he it. We will,
0: and it will make you stronger, yes, not in a sort of Nietzsche kind of way, because that would be talking tosh. Whatever doesn't kill you, make you stronger. And um, I want to conclude because Paul Weller, did you say, yes, great name. Absolutely. Um, but as far was, as I
1: know, he's not musical at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was trained, shout outs, was trained in the, the, the medical, the physical things that yes. needed the CPR. Yes. And you're, we're going to talk about mental health. What's the, what's the thing we're talking about? The Im-
1: Mental health first aiders.
0: Yes, there you go. Let's finish with that. Mm-hmm. So what's that all about? It's
1: something that I'm absolutely passionate about. I'm a mental health first aider. Um, it all started for me um, going through a in my life where I did have some mental health issues. I had some issues with depression, um, all kinds of things. Um, Because up until that point, I think I was probably one of the belt and braces people. Like, oh, just get on with with it, it. it'll go away.
0: Pull yourself together.
1: Absolutely, but it's it's so not that simple. Um, And then the government started bringing in where a lot of workplaces needed to have a mental health first aider. I volunteered, I went on the course, and it, it was so interesting and it opened my eyes to a lot of things but also it made me realize that i was learning to do something that in a way that i'd already been doing for quite a long time um by talking to my drivers and and dealing with issues that they were having and um i think it's so important but the thing that struck me is once it's like a first aider once you come back with that badge that says i'm a mental health first aider or i'm a first aider it's like box ticked, end of. Um, and it's not really thrown out there that, that these people are around. We,
0: we tick that box and we're okay as an yeah. organisation. Um, no, not. and
1: I think that's such a shame um, because mental health first aiders should be utilised um, to put things in place, to help support employees. Um, I may not have been the person that everyone in my organisation wanted to come to talk to, but I was a starting point. Yes. Um pioneer yeah uh, and I really hate this thing where you you go and learn something like that, which is of huge value, and then it's ignored and it's not publicized. I often think to myself a lot of people got some great people like lee Thomas um that deal with insurances and employee um support it's e- not that great. eAPs employee assistance programs um and a lot of companies have got great employee assistance programs, but a lot of employees don't know where to resource no, them. No, Because they might put up a poster, but then that's it. But nobody actually goes and talks about... They looks at the notice board. Exactly. No one. No one. But it, it needs somebody like a mental health first aider to be completely conversant with the Employee Assistance Programme, yes. so that they know what can be offered, and they can say to, us, uh, to somebody, hey, have you, have you tried this? I mean, you, you, financial advice, you can get through some Employee Assistance Programmes.
0: Right. So um, many of the things we've addressed today then, yeah. there may be through that Assistance Programme.
1: But also for families and spouses. Um, there are quite a few Employee Assistance Programmes um, whose benefits extend to the family and not just the individual. So, but, but nobody is out there shouting about it or, or actually talking about it. It's just the odd poster and...
0: So that's what we're going to be doing with these Wellbeing Wednesdays, raising the profile of this well-being awareness, isn't mm. it? And we are putting that positive frame on it. Mm-hmm. OK, so thank you, Sandy. Thank Look you. at that camera, so, just in case it's still working. And uh, <laughs> thanks for putting up with the dogs and the aircraft and the sirens. Thank you. It's real, isn't it?
1: And tune in again next Wednesday.
0: When we'll be talking tosh.